What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of the Peanut Butter League. And wow, crazy to think that we're in week 11 already. And this is not some ordinary week. Week 11 has a bit more weight behind it because week 11 is the trade deadline. So no more rentals, no more throwing around first picks left and right. And thank God I don't have to read any more dumbass trade alerts uh, in the trade alert chat from you guys. And speaking of trades, the man on the pod today is no stranger to trades of his own. It doesn't feel right that it's taken him this long for his own episode, but hey, I make the rules and it's not my fault he's a suck-ass this year. He is a man of many trades. He's a master manipulator, a craft beer lover, and a rebate connoisseur. He has the most Super Bowl wins in Peanut Butter League history, and go figure, he's an even better stat guy than Preston. Today we have the three-time Super Bowl champ and my league rival, JT, in the building. Unsportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards. False start, five-yard penalty. JT, tell these people how long you've been in the league, a little bit about yourself, and I kind of gave it away, but do you have any Super Bowls or do you fucking stink? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, happy to be on. Um, I, as you mentioned, have three Super Bowls. That's the, the most of any player in the league. Um, they all came in a row um, from 2014 to 2016. Um, so I definitely don't suck. Uh, Which we'll chat least. about, though. We, we, we do need to chat about the Super Bowls. Yep, yep. So um, as far as how long I've been in the league, I think I missed the first year or two. So if this is year 15, it's been about 13 years. So 13 years, three Super Bowls. Um, you had mentioned, I mean, you're, even I would say that you're arguably probably one of one of the best. You're up there with myself on Rushmore. I'm still trying to figure out who else is up there. Um, but your three Super Bowls, like you said, you three-peated, which is very impressive. But uh, there was some conflict behind those three Super Bowls. There was a league rule put in place because of those Super Bowls. So maybe tell us a little bit about your Super Bowls. Um, I mean, you dominated the league for three years. Uh and kind of where that brought the league, why we came up with the rule, and and kind of go from there. Yeah, so first, kind of want to clarify one thing. I did win those three Super Bowls in a row, but there's also a stretch of, I think it's seven years, where five of those years, I either won the regular season or the Super Bowl. So it's, it's really even a, a more dominant stretch than that. And I guess as far as uh, the rule that was made, I mean, we're all familiar with the Odell Beckham rule. Um, drafted or picked up Odell Beckham in the middle of the season of his rookie year right before he came back from injury. He dominated that year. And then he was a solid player for me in the next two years as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was my, my best players those three years I won the championship. And I had him for a couple years after that as well. So the new rule is that you can only keep a player – Two times um, at their same level of draft. So like you said, you had who else were on those teams? you remember? Because, I mean, if you win three, like I give you a lot of shit for yeah. that. Because uh, I do think, I mean, you had him in like 
absolute prime. Um, and having him as well as like another first round draft, I think is huge. But I mean, if you're dominating, yeah. If you're if you're winning the league like that, you're winning not only the league but uh, you know Super Bowls as well. You have to have a stacked team. Do you remember who else is on your team? Yeah. I like- so my first championship team was arguably my most stacked team um, that I've ever had. The probably maybe one of the best teams or the best team um, we've ever seen in our league. Better than Dakotas. Yeah, even better than Dakotas. Yeah. So I was um, eleven and two in the regular season. I went one and two my first three games, and then I won 14 games to end the season after making a couple trades. So um, here, here's – I had that season four of, I think, the top five wide receivers. And those wide receivers were Des Bryant, Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, and Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, my God. Dude, and that's back when AB was just a lunatic too. That's right. So I had to choose all of those guys are projected high amounts, like 18, 19, 20 points every week. I had to sit one of them. And then I also had Rob Gronkowski in his prime as well. And then I actually had Josh Gordon too, but I didn't really get a chance to play him very much that year. Dude, so were these, I know you mentioned you made a few trades. Were we, because I forget when we like started doing the trading draft picks, did you kind of do like to get that team, did you have to load up on draft picks were they mostly trades how did that yeah you got all those years i don't know des bryant and rob gronkowski are two of the better team players on that team were both trades um and there were not draft pick trades available yet so i think i traded matt stafford to chip for des bryant it was either i think it was matt stafford mine was someone different but basically i traded a quarterback for des bryant um and then for Gronkowski, it was Darren Sproles. I traded Darren Sproles after a couple of good weeks for Gronkowski, who <laughs> kind of had a, a slow start to the season. Do you remember who you? I did think that? I think the Darren Sproles one was Drew. It was Drew. Yeah. Do you pick on the same people, or do I just make this up? I send messages to everybody on on like. Um, on trade requests. I will say people that are more willing to engage and have a history of making more trades in the league, I'll go to those people more often. So an example, um, the other week when I needed, when Kyle picked up the only remaining kicker and I needed a kicker um, for that night, Chip and Brody both had kickers available on Monday night. But Brody and I are like more frequent trade partners. And so I went to him first. And then you got your trade, which was an absolute massive move, by the way. I thought that was hysterical because Drew went and picked up the last kicker, thought he had the game won. Would have won if you would Kyle, yeah. Or Kyle, yeah, sorry. Would have won if he would have just let you pick that kicker up and then you get Justin Tucker and take over, uh, which was hysterical. But so speaking of trading, you're one of the people who has traded quite a bit. Um I think trading has gotten absolutely outrageous. That I, especially this year, I think the value of players. Like, I remember I was the first one to ever give up a first round pick to you for Devontae Adams, and the yeah. league lost their shit. So I guess you could say I kind of started the shit too. Um, yeah. Then you get people like Brady who just are Brody who just said, "Hey, I'm going to tank. Here's all my picks. Now I want all these picks. Now I'll give away picks." Um, yeah, Brody's interesting because he traded all of his picks last year. And all of his picks next year 
to be good this year. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, more, two seasons, essentially. Morgan's two seasons, and he, I mean, I think he only threw up like 118 points. Like a lot of these teams who are throwing uh, picks around are proving that you can lose, like with having a stacked team. And you, yeah. you and I kind of have experienced it. I mean, my year where I said I had the best team ever, I threw my picks away, thought my lineup was loaded, lost. You kind of did the same thing last year. Um, what do you think about the whole like trade, like people throwing picks around? Um, I mean, do you think that'll kind of slow down a little bit as people start to realize, hey, I'm I'm actually, this doesn't guarantee me a win? Or where do you think that goes? Yeah. Yeah. I guess as far as if I like draft pick trading, I really do. Because I think trading is a really fun part of the game. It's a part where we get to interact with each other. Um, it's really the only part because, I mean, we can overbid for players in FAB. We play against each other every week, but trading is where we really get to like interact with each other. So I really like it. It also makes a lot more trades happen and trades are fun, right? So like it is a smoother between values of players. And for that reason, I really like it. I don't love, um, how like teams are using it to like tank at the beginning of the season um, because you end up with like a lot of really bad teams and, and a, like a few really good teams. Um, yeah. I think you will see that like having a bunch of picks doesn't guarantee you anything really. Like even Brody, he has the most points, right? His team's really good, but he's been unlucky in who he's played. And he's five and five. Yeah. Right? Which is absurd. But, he, but the thing is, if he didn't have all those players on his team, he probably wouldn't even be five and five. He'd probably be out of the playoffs. So, um, I don't think there'll ever be more trades than there are right now. I think we have a ridiculous amount of trades right now. Um, so I don't see there being more than that. But yeah, I don't I don't love um people mortgaging like seasons um uh for the next season, especially before the season starts. Yeah, I guess my thing with the trading now is it's come down, and this is maybe me whining or a me thing, but it's come down to like if you have even a somewhat like big name player, it's third round or you can't even have a conversation. Right. Um, and I think the value of players, I'm wondering like when that shift will take place because it used to be, Hey, this is a big, big name player giving up like a fourth round was like, Oh my gosh, first round was unheard of. And now it's like, you can't even have a conversation without a first round. And from my experience, when I traded that first round, you, I mean, my team was loaded. So I'm wondering like when that value shift will kind of change if it changes. Yeah. Value is interesting with trades because like when you trade for someone mid-season, you only get them for half the season. So there's less value in that because you only have them for half the season, but there's also more value in that you know what you're getting. So there's been a half a season of the NFL played and you, you know – like last year, you would know that Cooper Cup's going to be peppered with targets for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, where if you traded for for someone random who was drafted in the first round, at the first round point, you don't know that. So it's kind of interesting how like people are valued. But it seems like people are valued at like kind of a slight discount to where they would be drafted. So like if you are oh, entirely. I think so that they're. I think a top twenty-four player gets moved for a third-round draft pick, like a like a twenty-fourth-ish ranked player. 
I disagree entirely. I think like, dude, I'm trying to get tight ends from people who are literally like not even like it's a tight end for Christ's sake. If it's not Travis, yeah. like I don't really care. And they're like a second or a third. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. it's actually crazy. Um, And those are the conversations I have. So I just think like, and I'm at the point where I'm like, is it that big of an upgrade for a first round or a like your first four rounds are huge, even five, you know? Yeah. So like, and it's the NFL. So we're risking injury. I mean, injury is like a real thing, especially later in the season. So like, even if a player's drafted in the first, second, third round, unless it's like the absolute guy, like league leader, and you can get lucky with somebody who's tanking, who has them. I think the value on players is absolutely absurd, which is why I haven't really traded much. I've tried to have conversations, but I just can't justify yeah. in my team stack. I mean, to an extent. So Generally, I wouldn't pay <coughs> more than the value someone would be drafted at right now. So if it's like a top 36 player, like if it's like 30th ranked player, I wouldn't give a second round for it. I would want a little bit of a discount to where they'd be drafted at right now. And, I mean, speaking of trades, I, I want to move on a little because you're – I truly can't believe what you've gotten – out of this year, I mean, what round was your first pick? Um, my first pick was the last pick of the second round, so it'd be pick uh, twenty-four, and okay. then I immediately traded that pick before the season started um, for Keenan Allen, or I traded away Keenan Allen, who I picked that pick to Brody for a second-round pick for a second. Because I remember looking at your team and I vocally, like, I want to see you crash and burn. I yeah. really <laughs> want to see a last place on your resume. I've been very vocal about that. You're my league rival. I think you're one of the people who are up there that I like to argue and say, hey, who's the best person in the league? Who's the best player in the league? So I want to see you crash and burn. I want to see you get that yeah. last place. And I remember looking at your team and on drafting, and everyone was like, this dude is so bad. And what have you turned, like, I don't even remember your opening day roster, but the, how many picks do you have for next year? Because you've turned it into something just absurd. Like you're, yeah. So I guess just starting with what I had for this year. Um, well, starting with last year. Last year, I also had statistically one of the best teams we've seen in the league in points scored. It's the second most all time. But there was and an you extra traded, week. and you were trading away picks. And I was so I traded away picks last year for that team, right? Um, and then I played, and then I lost in the semifinals. But then I was the highest scoring team in the championship round. But obviously, I wasn't in the championship, so I took third instead of first. Um, so I only had four picks in the first nine rounds, I believe, uh, which is a rough is way brutal. to start. Um, and then, in addition to that, then um, I've had some bad luck this season. So I really needed to pick solid with those four picks in those nine rounds, and I kind of didn't. So. I had uh, a bat. So first of all, I sold Keenan Allen, which ended up being fine because he's been injured most of the season. But then I picked Kyle Pitts in the third round, which was a terrible Brutal. pick. Um, I traded him so, to me, which was just absolute blasphemous. I told you yeah. that was horrible in the start. I didn't like him in the start. And so at that point, my only like player that I had on my roster um, that was decent in the top three rounds was Terry McLaurin. And he has not been a world beater this year. He's just been like a decent wide receiver yeah. too. So. Uh, with his best player, you're not going to do very much. I also kept DK Metcalf. So, And then beyond that, even, um, I've had some bad luck this season. So I've been the second highest scorer and played the highest scorer. I've scored like 145 points against Ross, who's my rival in like 
going for last place this year. Um, and I yeah, lost against boy. him as well. That was a big loss. So, um, yeah, I had no picks. Um, and I've had some bad luck as well. Um, one thing that is a little bit interesting in future years, I think every other year from now on, you'll have multiple teams that don't have any picks. Like even next year, there's like basically four teams that don't. This yeah. year, I was basically the only one that had like nothing. Yeah. Which is and another- that hurt me too, because I'm not competing against any other teams of similar like levels. Yeah. And the crazy thing too is, is like, because I went through the same thing essentially that you're going through right now last year, just not nearly as bad. Um, and the crazy thing is, is I feel like it's not fun to sit. I I think people will start to realize like, it wasn't fun for me last year to sit out like a year. Like, no. so now that you said like all these people aren't going to have picks, like that's why I'm he- like very hesitant yeah. to trade picks right now. Cause I can still compete next year. I thought when I was trading these picks last year, I was like, I'm going to be a waiver wire superstar. I'm going to have so many spots on my bench because I have like six 15th round picks and I'm going to like move the waiver wire, get all these good players on my team and I'm going to make a good team out of nothing. I thought that'd be fun, right? Yeah. And then it just didn't work out. I got unlucky and I, the picks I did have, I didn't do well with. So Your um, team, bro, you've thrown up a couple like big weeks too though where I just look and I'm like, oh no, like... You've lost some weeks, right? It's just absolutely brutal, like being in last place. So do you think, I mean, how many weeks do we have left? Four in regular season? Yeah, I think that's right. Four weeks in regular season. I mean, do you think you're destined for the beer mile? Do you think you can somehow catch Ross? Or do you think you're going to be in that Speedo and Cape? Because as funny as Ross would be, I'll actually probably piss my pants watching you do it too. But I think you'll absolutely annihilate it. Yeah. Um, But do you think you're destined or do you think you have a chance? Yeah. I, so I traded away my whole team after losing to Ross because I didn't think there was going to be a chance I could pass him because he was two wins ahead of me, there was six games left, and he was beating about 100 points in points scored. So I was going to have to win three of my six games at the end, and he was going to have to win zero. I thought that was really unlikely that I'd win three out of six after losing eight in a row. Yeah. But then I won one, and he hasn't won one. Um, so I'm about 60 points behind him right now with four games left. So I need him to lose out and me win a game and beat him by 60 points. It's possible. It probably won't happen now that I trade away my team. I probably would have passed him if I didn't trade away my team. Uh, now, is that yeah. is that something you regret? Or is it something... Because, I mean, a last place has tough. to hurt. I, said- tough. I don't want a last place, but as far as your question earlier on what I have next year, I have four second-round picks. Which is absurd. So... You play, I think it's seven players, non-kicker and defense, so a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end and a flex, so seven players. So I'll have five of those plus a keeper, so six picked by the end of the second round. I have the first pick of the third. So I'll have my whole lineup possibly filled out by the first pick of the third round. So that's where it's tough to, like, regret, especially when you don't know if it would have guaranteed you not getting last, right? If it would have guaranteed yeah. me not getting last, I would have kept all my players. But there's no guarantee. Yeah, which is fair. But I think, I mean, the big thing too, which if, how many did you say? Four second rounds? I have four second rounds. Yeah. I mean, it has to be hard to fuck four second rounds up. But I think the big thing with like my draft is I kind of thought the same thing. But then 
all of a sudden one botched pick, which I had a very Homer pick with Najee. I didn't think he would have, I didn't think he would be the best by any means, but I wanted to have a stealer and that dude just has absolutely sucked. So I botched a pick, get a blown knee out. And then you have people who pick good. I mean, there are good players that end up being available in like later rounds who end up exploding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll be curious to see. And just like with keepers and stuff, I'll be curious to see yeah. what, I mean, your team will be loaded next year. I'm just curious to see like what it'll look like. Yeah, me, me too. Yeah. And like, I know we had a back and forth this week, you and me, where I was showing you like the seventh round versus the third round, yeah. I think. And yeah. how there was like, of players that hit, there was like six or seven players that hit in the seventh and in the third round this year, there was only like three players that hit or something like that. So sometimes mm-hmm. there's years where like the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds players ended up being better than some of the earlier rounds, but you're right. First two rounds, it's, it gets a little bit harder to miss. Like even if it's a miss, that player is probably still going to be valuable. Yeah. It's mostly injuries that'll get you injuries, um, but I had an absolute swing and a miss and an injury. But hey, I'm still nine and one. I still think I'm gonna win the Super Bowl or have a really good chance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is crazy to see like the players at the later rounds. Cause even when everyone says I fumbled my draft, which we just talked about, I mean, I had a couple bad picks, but like T. Higgins is a pick people hate on. I like looked at the players who were drafted around him and like did all the math of points. Like I like did a deep dive because I was like, yeah. did I fumble my shit? And there's a lot, like, I really didn't for the most part. Like, you'd be surprised how many players in, like, those positions end up actually kind of being bust to an extent. It is. It is surprising. I think especially in our league where you're, on average, maybe pushed back a half a round from keepers. So it's not really, like, a second-round pick a lot of times. It's, like, a second-and-a-half-round pick if it was a different league that didn't have keepers. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, I mean, we've talked a bit about the trades. You're probably one of the heaviest traders, if not the heaviest like person who trades in the league. Um, you have the most championships. We talked about kind of the OBJ thing. Uh, one of the big debates in the league today, uh, we kind of talked about Rushmore, the suck asses. Unfortunately, you're in the suck ass group this year. Yeah. Generally, you're not. Uh, I always like talking about the Rushmore of the league. What statistics matter? The big thing is like the Preston argument of would you rather be Preston, Dakota, a ring, or just good with stats? Uh, You and I are kind of in the same position where like most of our stats are. uh, And the the argument has created some people who suck, think that they're better than they are. So what is your opinion on the whole statistic? Yeah. So I've listened to, to a couple of, of these podcasts where you guys have discussed that in the past. And I, I think there's two separate questions that we're trying to answer. One, who would you rather be? And one, who's the better fantasy player? And I think those are separate questions. So okay. as far as who would I rather be, if I'm choosing between like Dakota and Preston, I think I'd rather be Dakota where I've won a championship. With the ring. It gives you bragging With rights. The ring. That's who I'd rather be. But as far as who I think is better, it's the player that finishes higher consistently. Because winning in our playoffs is luck. There's eight teams that make it. You have to win three in a row. It's hard to win three games in a row. Even if your team's really good and you are really good. You got to catch some luck. You got to have a good team. You got to catch some luck. (coughs) So what are... (coughs) Excuse me. What are your thoughts on... Um, 
which the league constantly changes and evolves. Um, what are your thoughts on a player like, say, Mason, who has the two rings, or even Chip? I mean, Chip's fallen off a cliff. I'm trying to think of who else. <laughs> even somebody who, even like, say, Brody or Drew, they win this year. Like, what do you think of the whole tank, load up on picks, that's how you win compared to, you know, more of the older day? Like, what are your thoughts on, like, a player who just goes from absolute suck loads up to Super Bowl win. Do you think that's as valid as like before or what are your thoughts on that? Do I think it's like a Mickey Mouse championship? In a sense. Yeah. It could go for I, me I, too like cuz I, I loaded I, up last year. Yeah. I get I guess not necessarily. I I wouldn't discount a championship be, because they traded away picks in a different year to win that championship. What I will say is it is a mark, a bad mark. On, on your resume if you get last, right? Or if you don't make the playoffs, you're like, the percentage of the time you make the playoffs matters. And the percentage of the time you get last place, if at all, matters, right? So where would you put, if you have a last place, you have three Super Bowls, the only three P. I think, yeah, Chip went back to back. So he was the closest to do that. Yeah. Uh, how much does a last place impact the resume? Because before this, everyone's like, which you're, I would say, I mean, you're on yeah. right. like yeah. Rushmore or whatever. We talk about best players in the league. You'd be up there most Super Bowls. Yeah. But if you do get that last place, I think it's unanimous that, I mean, you would still be on there. But like how much does that impact? Like your win percentage has gone down drastically sure. um, where you used to be way up there. So just what does that mean to a resume in your uh, opinion? Yeah, it's tough to really quantify it. And that's part of the reason I think Preston hasn't put it in his aggregate rankings yet. Um, maybe one suggestion to those aggregate rankings would be to add a point to, for every Super Bowl that you've won. And then maybe subtract a half a point for every time you've got last place. So maybe I would say about half as much value in the other direction as a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out... Speaking of last, do you think you'll crush the beer mile record? I thought Brody was going to absolutely dominate. How do you think that you're going to do on this beer mile? Yeah, so I I struggle. I'm, I'm a good runner, right? But I struggle with, like, drinking carbonated beverages. <laughs> you're, done. you're done, bro. You're in that group, too? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. But I've done one before. I've done one before. And it took me, like, 14 or 15 minutes. And I think the record right now is 17. Yeah. Vince is 17? So you did this shit for fun. I didn't know about you, yeah. And you hit it in 15. But, I mean, IU was a few years ago. Are you still as good as a runner as back in the glory days? The running I mean, spine, the, the chugging skill has gone down. So what I think I'll need to do is, like, practice chugging some carbonated beverages. Bro, what is wrong with you guys and not being able to drink carbonation or burp? Like, what is this? Yeah, is this it's, it's, 40, it's 48 ounces of beer, though. It's a lot. Dude, I will never have to run the beer mile, but I promise you when I do, I will... The running is what will... I will slug the beers in... Okay. Well, time. So, so, Brody, it took him 23 minutes, right? His run total was 8 minutes and 20 seconds. His beer mm. drinking time was 14 and a half minutes. Do you think you throw up if you do it? I didn't last time. I mean, I hope not. Right? Were you I, close? Would do, I would do maybe a little bit of practice as to where I wouldn't. 
Okay, so if you get to the point and you think, hey, I might throw out, because, I mean, we usually yeah drink the night before. So, I mean, you can't really practice. I mean, you can practice hangover, but that sounds absolutely miserable. So there yeah. are different things that come into play. Are you going to go for – will you risk a puke for going for the record? Because, I mean, my thing is, if I ever were to get last place, which I really don't think I will, I'm at least going for the fucking record for the yeah. I guess, um, first of all, I'm not the beer mile guy yet. So I don't, I don't feel like I have to think about all these things yet, but if I was, if I was in the beer mile, um, in the real beer mile rules, you're not allowed to throw up. So I, yeah, you get disqualified. So I would take a 30 second ad to my time to not throw up. I hate that rule. I think throwing up literally (laughs) makes it the best thing ever. That's yeah. why I like, I like it as a punishment because there will be a time. Yeah. How many pukers have we had or beer miles have we had? Like Two I'm, I'm going to make a beer mile like calendar, like a peanut butter league beer yeah. mile, like calendar when yeah. we can. And every pick I hope is a yeah. puking pick besides Vince. Yeah. Um, so I really hope that happens. What beer would you drink? So our rule is that, the beer alcohol level has to be above 4%. So I would choose, I would try to find any light beer that's as close to 4% as I could. Have we followed that rule though? How much percent is in like a Coors Light? 4.2. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dude, I will annihilate some Coors Light. But if I could find a 4.1% beer, I would use that instead. Do you think that would really make an impact? Probably not. <laughs> just just for your like peace of mind yeah so i mean that's with the beer mile another thing i mean talking about best and worst and rushmores and not rushmores um wait wait actually before you go into that um we were talking about my resume a little bit and i kind of want to defend some things based on um based on things i've heard uh, on this podcast before so this is the the list of things I am number one in. Average regular season ranking, first. Average point scored ranking, first. Average final standings ranking, first. Aggregate ranking, first. Most pick'em championships. Oh, the pick'ems. <laughs> I don't even think about pick'ems, but that is a valid thing. That's a valid thing. And I'm going to win another one this year. I'll win three out of four of them. Most regular regular season championships first. (coughs) Most postseason championships first. How many regular seasons do you have? Uh, Four. Okay, so you have one without OBJ, like without that whole stint? Um, One before him, two during, and one kind of after. Because here's the thing with me, and this is why I say like the OBJ was such like your three peat was OBJ. We created a rule because of it, whatever. And that time, I think you're the one who picked him up. You made a great pick. You reaped the benefits of it. But I yeah. guess my point is, is before you three peated, like if we take a look, 2010, your first year in the league, seventh place. Uh, 2011, you got a fourth, which is good. 2012, sixth. 2013, 10, and then you go on your tear. Granted, 2014, I think that's year you were talking about earlier. Yeah, you couldn't keep him. So you won that. You had an amazing team. You win. But 
but then you get literally like a top three pick in another first rounder. And then you win 2015, you win 2016, we make the rule. Then you've kind of evened out. You have a 5 to 11th place finish in 2019, 5 and 3. So my point is, is I guess in this year, I mean, you're at the top of even win percentage and you've dropped, maybe you were behind Chip, but you've dropped drastically. Right, right. So one thing, the last thing I was going to say is I'm the first in all of those major categories. And the one that I'm not first in is win percentage. And I remember hearing on one of you guys' podcasts a a couple weeks ago, it was like you you were talking about this and and you're looking at win percentage and you're like, oh, he's second and dropping. And then someone said like, oh, I knew he wasn't that good. I was like, I am first in every major category. (laughs) Everyone is looking for a reason not to rank me first overall. That's my thought. I I would say it was probably me who said that. And I think I just compete (laughs) with you as the best player in the league. I'm just saying, and I think you're, like I said, I think you're on Rushmore. But my point is, is outside of those three OBJ years, like where we literally made a rule, like, yeah. You're very like you're on the top half of the league, but like you're yeah. really not drastically better by any means. No, than, if you take out my three championship years, I'm probably a league average team. But you still have like those championships, and I yeah. guess my only argument with those championship years is we literally made a rule because everyone was like, okay, this is kind of fucked up. You're literally getting OBJ ever. You just get him for his entire career as a. <laughs> 15th 14th 13th 12th round pick when the guy's a top three pick in the draft and then an additional first like so i will say like if you take a look at that i'm not saying that you're not one of the best players in the league but i will say like outside of that i think there's an argument to be made that you're you're not significantly better by any means i think you got a good break you took advantage of that break i think you are a good manager but i wouldn't say you're just drastically yeah this fantasy god by any means and that's my I, argument. I think you have to work hard to make an argument that I'm not the best performing player in our history. Maybe not the best fantasy player because there's luck in there, but it's hard to make an argument that I'm not the best performing player in our league history. And I would say right now, you are. I would say, like you said, the argument, who would you rather be? Who's the better manager? I would... I think everyone would say, yeah, I'd rather have the most Super Bowls in league history. Yeah. I'm just saying outside of those three years, I mean, is there with a the last place on your resume, is there a argument to be made? I'm not even saying with just myself. Is there an argument yeah. to be made that it's not JT some fantasy God? And I think as the years go on um, and you don't win all these Super Bowls, I mean, you have one stint where you won your yeah. Super Bowls. As years go on, I think it will even out because you've got such a head, like a jump start yeah. in those three years yeah. um, that puts you literally at the top of everything. Where now it's like, okay, even this year you've dropped in win percentage drastically. Right. right. Yeah. It's and I don't crazy. think I'm a fantasy god. I do think I paid a lot closer attention. There's specific things that I did in the past that really helped me out. But I think over the last couple of years, everyone's taking it a lot more seriously. And it yeah. really levels the playing field. Which it is insane how serious everyone takes. And I think yeah. that's a mixture. I think it's my shit talk, honestly. I will take credit of just telling everyone to fuck themselves and that they suck. Um, but even like, 
I mean, you could see Brody with a Super Bowl this year, Drew. Like, you're starting to see people who never competed. Vince next year. Like, Vince is making moves. <laughs> like, even yeah. Vince always says, like, oh, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. But the man is making moves. He wants a Super yes. Bowl. Yep. So, it'll be cool. I think it's cool uh, how competitive the league has gotten. And I'm curious to see where it's at. Do you think that you stay on top of those rankings forever? Or... I think I stay on top of most of them. I ran the numbers on if I finish last in all of them. I'll, I'll st- I might drop to second in like average final ranking, average rec- regular season ranking, but in aggregate, I should still be first in total championships. One, I have to be in first or at least tied for first because I have won yeah. more than anybody else. Yeah. So yeah, and then next year my team should be pretty decent. So I'll think I'll stay near the top again. But you'll bounce back. That win percentage next year will drastically. I mean, yeah. It'll, 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 it'll go back a little bit. Um, I will say it won't bring me back to 500 between these two seasons. And my win percentage is probably like quite a bit higher than 500. So even between these two seasons, I'm together, it won't get me back to my career average. Right. So, yeah. So right now, let me look at this. Cause I had to put Mason in a casket when he was talking his mess. Trying to say. <laughs> Literally trying to say he was better. And that's why I don't like the Super Bowl argument because it gets to the point where you can't actually have a real argument. And I know I gave Preston a lot of shit. But I had Preston send me the updated win percentages. Yeah. Um, So you were – do you remember what you were to start the year? I want to say you were literally like first or second. Second. You were second line chip. by a little bit, yeah. So chip, now it's – chip is at essentially 57%. uh, I'm at 56%. 0.565 0.565 drew is at 0.560 then it's precedent 55 and then you've dropped down to 54 so you're yeah, even below I'm 57 to 54 this year oh that's tough and then mason is behind you at 52 and then it gets into just the absolute losers <laughs> wow sam 49 sam loses more than that, that actually years. surprised me too that sam is below 500 that's absurd. And that, then have, I mean, that surprises me because he's been, I think, pretty decent most of the years recently. That's what I thought. I thought maybe he just had really, really bad years. Yeah, like he to start just off. had some bad years. But I know you have a basketball game you got to go, so we should move on. Speaking of statistics, I said it before. Best stat guy in the absolute game. We have backup quarterback stats. We have stats that you guys fucking throw out that are absolutely absurd. Um, first off, are you a better stat guy than Preston? And two, let's dive into some of the wildest <laughs> stats in um, the league. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As far as if I'm better, no. I think he said it well because I listened to his podcast where he said like he has more league history and I have more like player and team stats. I will. I am sitting on like a massive amount of data. It's about 25, 26,000 rows at this point. Every <laughs> single week, I have to go into every single team's roster, copy and paste from the website, paste it into my Excel document every single week for every single player. It takes about 10 minutes to do every single week. So it's not that bad, but yeah. um, I'm doing that every single week. So I'm sitting on a massive amount of data that Which- it'd be hard for me to believe that like, any other league anywhere has like as much data as, as I have on them. Cause I just don't know how you could export it from Yahoo without copying and pasting. Yeah. 
which is absolutely awesome. As much shit as I give Preston. Um, and I just like to shit on Preston. But you guys come up with some cool shit, and I think it's awesome for the league. Um, what are some of, I guess, the craziest stats? I told you to maybe bring some shit. I have no idea what you're going to bring. Yeah. Um, so um, I came so, – so first of all, in stats, there's there's been one weekly record broken this week, so I just want to talk a little bit about that. It's most points from a wide receiver in a week. It's 101. Kyle did in week two with Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, and Deontay Johnson. Which is my only loss of the season that I'm hurt about. I was second highest score. <laughs> D- Diggs and Hill both had over 40 points. So, which is absurd. And in a second yeah. place, second place to that was me in week 15 of the playoffs, 2014, my my best season ever by Odell Beckham, Des Bryant, and Antonio Brown. So it beats that as the best week for wide receivers on a team in league history. Dude, that's that is the an insane receiving core. Yeah. That so that's the only weekly record that's been broken this year. So we only have one record. We've been have a. We, I feel like we've had, and you'll know this more than I did. Will uh, this is just like my thought that we've had an like abnormally low scoring season. Like I feel like we are right. not throwing the points up that we like usually throw up. And one, why is that? Yeah, as far as why it is, I don't really know. Um, but it, it definitely is a real thing. So I think I took a look at this. Um, I think this is through, I think, week nine, maybe. But we've been averaging 121 points a week. And on average, over the last nine seasons, we've averaged 128. So we're seven points lower than our average um, over the last few years. Um, I feel like I've seen more under 100 scores this year than, like, ever. Like, I think it's absolutely absurd to score under 100 points. Yeah. Yeah, we see part it of it is that NFL scoring, I think, is down. The other part of it is that we're starting to have rosters that like are more imbalanced. So the talent is being hoarded by specific teams, like you and yeah. Brody, for example. So it, it usually isn't the case that like there are teams that have players on their bench that would be starting or one of the best players on another team. So um, bench scoring across the league is up. Um, which means, and I think part of that too, um, is the rise of running back by committees that kind of brings up bench scoring and also brings down your starting scoring because like now there's no true like bell, uh, like running backs anymore is very few. Um, so like it's all timeshares, which means you're going to have a high scoring player in or medium scoring player in your starting lineup and a medium scoring player in your bench. Fair. So I think those kind of all attribute to it. Yeah, I guess because I mean, because it's hard, like even with running backs, like you said, one, the committee thing, and two, I have like so many running backs just sitting on my bench (laughs) that will score. You know what I mean? Like that will literally score where they would be picked up on waivers and a lot of people would score. So I wonder if as like these trades happen and people are stacked with picks, if scoring will remain low or how that'll work. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I, I think it'll probably be pretty similar next year but we'll see so so that's that's records have been broken this year there's also average records for a season there's three people that are in second place right now in in a record so least points from tight ends in the season vince is only getting 5.8 
Who's his tight end? He's I thought I'm horrible at tight end, dude. <laughs> He's lower than me. <laughs> he started Will Disley, Hayden Hurst, Hunter Henry, Logan Thomas, and Foster Moreau. Oof. The worst ever is five points a game, so I don't think he gets down to five from 5.8, but yeah. he's going to make the top ten. Um, second one is least points from kickers in this season. Mason's averaging 5.9. From his kicker? Yeah. God, what worst you... ever is Preston in 2014 with 5.4. Which is just atrocious. Really bad. I'm curious then, to see, speaking of Mason... I'm curious yeah. to see his team quickly. What do you think on his team? This man's sitting in ninth. He has, I mean, if you look at his lineup, like you, who's his running backs? He has Saquon. He traded for Kamara, Nick Chubb. Yeah, Herbert so, is his quarterback. What do you yeah. think? That, do you think he's going to get to the playoffs? Do you think he's screwed? So I made a uh, a tiers list of like contender, the middle, like losers, whatever. I put him in the contenders, even though he's in ninth place. The issue is he's going to have to get to the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's which, which if he doesn't, this poor guy. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't get to the playoffs, and I hope he doesn't because he's one of the people who talk shit, and I love it, and I just have to be able to talk shit when he doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, the last um, record that's close to being broken, second place average this year is highest points per game from a tight end this season. Brody is averaging 18.8. Which is crazy. At second best ever, and he has Travis Kelsey. Second, first best ever is you in 2020, 19.5 by Kelsey. Dude, I was going to say, I had a dose of Kelsey in my lineup. That was the BTE year. And dear God, is it so <laughs> sick? Because you literally yeah. are outscoring that position right. every single week. No questions asked by 10 plus points. Like yep. minimum 10 points. And... Oh, I miss Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's great. I had him last year on on one of my good teams too. And yeah, if you're getting 18, 19, 20 points a week from a tight end while everyone else is getting eight, eight, and while um, Vince is getting 5.8, like, yeah, just crush, dude. Absolute win. Uh, And there's, I feel like the next guy isn't even, because Mark Andrews is up there as like a stud, but like, I feel like one, he's hurt. And yeah. two, is he even coming close to, like, that points per game? Like, Kelsey is literally, like, a unicorn at that position. Yeah, I like. think Mark Andrews might have been first in overall points scored last year. And he had some good games this year, but, yeah, he's been injured now. Yeah. Any other stats? How do you come up? So, here's my question, because I thought yeah. the most absurd shit of all time was when we had – what was it? It was, like, the backup quarterback, like, <laughs> stat. It was, like, in 20-whatever yeah. it was, like – who had backup quarterbacks and who didn't like, are you literally just tracking everything? So I have a standard set of leaderboards of top tens that I'm refreshing automatically every week. But then I also, if, if there's like something specific I'm interested in, I have everyone's lineup from every year going back to 2014, every single week, ever since we've all had the same members of the league when roster. Yeah. So I can go back and find out any information um, just kind of shifting through that data in a pivot table. That is so crazy. I, I mean, you guys come up with some stats where I'm like, I like actually can't believe it. Um, but you had mentioned tiers. You have these tiers that you've come up with. I did. Preston did the, Preston did the mid-season recap a few weeks ago. Yeah. 
hear your take on the tiers. Who are the suck asses? Who are middle tier? And who are the contenders? And who's going to be the champion? Yeah, so I didn't come up with the champion necessarily right now, but the contenders I have is Drew, Brody, you, and Mason. I think, I, you, I think Drew, Brody, you, and Mason are the best teams in the league. I think as long as Mason makes the playoffs, I mean, his team's got a really good shot. But of those teams, Mason's the team that might not make it right now, right? Because we said he's in ninth place. First for Saquon. Can you imagine giving up a first and not making the playoffs? Yeah, that'd be rough. <laughs> that would be horrible, dude. Yeah, and then... Um, the middle, I have Dakota, Chip, Kyle, and Preston. Dakota and Chip are kind of in a, the, a tier by themselves, a little bit above, and then Kyle and Preston a little bit below. They've Kyle and Preston have sold off their teams a little bit, but they're still kind of in the middle. Kyle and Preston sure. would be closer to contenders if they wouldn't have sold parts of their team. What do you think of Kyle's worst move in league history? Do you agree that it's worst move in absolute league history, or... Um, harsh on this because this was just a trick. Yeah, it's a bad look if he doesn't make the playoffs. The playoffs can kind of be lucky, and he already has some wins and a lot of points. If he misses the playoffs after having that team because he wanted to be good next year, um, you got to remember that he I think that's those. But you got to remember he got those picks, those high round picks, traded him away, and I think he might have got one more. Like I think he got a second yeah. rounder again, but it's like, bro, yeah. He still has some good picks, so he'll be fine next year. But if he makes the playoffs this year, like he could still make some noise. Like I have him in the middle. There's a chance he wins, right? I'll be very surprised if it's anybody outside of me, Drew or Brody, which it very well could happen. Or Mason. Well, and Mason. Yeah, Mason makes like it. If Mason makes it. Yeah. And then for me, the losers, like the bad teams, Sam Ross, Vince, and me. So, me and Ross have no shot at the playoffs. Everyone besides me and Ross is 5-5 five and five or better, right? So, that means that Sam and Vince are 5-5 five and five right now. They have a chance to make the playoffs. I think their teams aren't that good. Bro, think- Vince somehow sneaks into the playoffs and just disrupts something. Even if Vince sneaks in and upsets one person, <laughs> that is just... I will... Give that man so much props because that would be hysterical. I think you should be hoping Vince makes it in the playoffs because then I'll probably play you in the first round and that would be a really easy matchup. Yeah. I think, honestly, the thing, and I said it about, I said this about my team earlier this year uh, and everyone shit on me and told me I was a dumbass, but I stand by it. I think my, like, the biggest thing about my team is I had that one week where I exploded Threw up 170 points, lost, ironically, but that's the most points I've thrown up. I mean, I don't know how many people have thrown that up, but there's been people who score a lot. But I would say I consistently throw up like enough points to beat half the league. Like I don't have very high weeks, but I also don't have super low weeks. So yeah. I think that's going to benefit me um, at some point. For sure, yeah. A really low week takes you out of the playoffs. Just say, and I've experienced that before, and I haven't had, like, necessarily, I think I had an 111-point week um, where I squeaked out a win. But I do think, like, I've, like, Brody's team threw up 118 last week. Like, all these teams are showing that they can throw up low scores. So as long as I stay consistent, I think I'll be good. Yeah. Do we want to talk about winners and losers of this week? 
Uh, yeah, we can do a quick recap. First off, though, because we'll jump into next week. One thing I want to touch on, uh, we have some some little rankings going. I want to touch on the fight ranking before we hop into the scores. That's been a big topic of conversation this year. Yeah. I think I've said that you couldn't squash a bug. Um, you and Kyle get all the hate. With that beard, I might change my mind. Uh, I think that you may just absolutely bitch slap Kyle's ass uh, into the shadow realm. Drew's last place forever for me now, but you have been on the low half, or actually the bottom two. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the fight rankings? And I would love to hear yours. Yeah, so I kind of split it up into two groups. And it's like the bigs and the smalls. So like the big people of the league are you, Mason, Dakota, Sam, Vince, and Ross. Yeah. And I think I would rank that half of the league in that order. So I put you number one. I'd put Mason number two, Dakota number three. Sam, number four, Vince, number five, and Ross, number six. Damn, you have big, sexy, low. Yeah, Is I there don't a... really pay too close of attention to how the rest of the rankings have gone, but, um, yeah, that's that's where I have everyone ranked. Big, sexy, getting the disrespect. Sam getting the disrespect. Sam's been hurt, so if you haven't been paying attention, Sam has been absolutely hurt that he's getting – some shade in the fight rankings. Yeah. So that's funny that you had, I think it was Dakota above him. I agree on the yeah. top half. Uh, Big Sexy's low though. Yeah. Anyways. I don't, know if he has that. I don't know if he has the fight in him. Who, Big Sexy? Yeah, I haven't seen him angry. Yeah, there's supposedly this rage that he has. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it. Maybe that'll change my mind. But there's the heavyweights, uh, and then there's the little, little short boys. Uh, the featherweights. Of the other six, I have Brody one, Drew two, Chip three, Preston four, Kyle five. I have myself last. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you could just whip Kyle's ass? I know you were hyping me up a little bit and downplaying Kyle, but yeah, I still put myself in last in the fight. Damn, bro. Yeah. I think I've said it before that you and Kyle would have. Uh the pay-per-view fight of the year. Um, but Drew, Drew's high. Drew's like off the list for me after I found out he literally like broke his wrist from a paper cut or something. It was like something yeah, absurd. Um, but professional athletes are like always injured, right? I mean, so like just getting injured is not that big. Yeah, but there's a difference of like getting hit by like a middle linebacker, or, like playing 82 games or like getting a yeah. dodgeball thrown at you and shattered. Well, I arm. think uh, Andrew Bynum was like a seven foot center. I wouldn't want to fight him. And I think he got injured bowling. Okay, but there's like <laughs> levels to this AT. Let's talk. Let's like, no, Andrew Bynum or Drew Isong. Like, they're not even, like, the same build. <laughs> like, Drew's like an no, Andrew Bynum not. leg, dude. He's like an Andrew Bynum forearm. His little skinny ass getting yeah. his bones broken shit. Um, wow, you put yourself last over Kyle. Kyle shows some... some uh, I think I have Kyle above you, too, so I don't know why I'm acting shocked. I think he would just Midwest. <laughs> Dad, you're at your bitch ass. Um, but it's always funny to hear... The fight rankings, um, no surprise, you're at the bottom. Week 10, now we'll jump into the scores. Week 10 scores, matchups. Do you want me to run through the scores? We have me, uh, 135 over Vince, 101. Uh, Chippy, 123 over Sam, 106. Sam has fallen off big time. 
Uh, we got Drew 141. That was the high score of the week over Brody 118. Uh, Kyle came in 123 over Mason with 115. P Mills, what a miserable, pathetic score. P Mills <laughs> got a W. He's second in the entire league with the worst team ever. And he won 93 over yeah. Ross 84. And then we have Dakota at 138. Dakota, he made a move for Mixon. He could be – I'm curious to see how his team does. Uh, yeah. 138 over you with 101. Yeah, so, so you know the drill, biggest with, winners and losers. I came up with three winners and, and two losers. So, um, like I said earlier, right now there's two teams that are out of the playoffs. Probably it's um, me and Ross. Everyone else is 5-5 five and five or better and has a good shot at the playoffs. So, the winners for me this week – are Kyle and Chip. Um, their playoff hopes were kind of fading at four and five. They both got wins, and they're five and five and back in the playoff picture. Um, so they're, they're big winners for me. Um, oh, another winner for me is Preston, who moved from five and five to six and five and is now in second place and could hold that the rest of the season, possibly. Um, or at I mean, least. But do you want to be second place, like if you're P Mills, or would you rather just lose and get a high draft pick? Like he's already sold off, got some picks. Like you're yeah. not going to win in the playoffs. Like, do you even want to win another game? If if I was say I always like to be seated higher. Fair. At second place, he avoids your team until the championship. And, I mean. And you get a favorite on one matchup, possibly two. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm always higher. Uh, yeah, he got lucky in a low-scoring game, so we'll give him the win for that. <laughs> Here. I, uh, yeah, I don't have any. I think that's good. I think at this point, I just put myself as a winner every <laughs> week, just because I'm once like I've literally lost one game. I'm one step closer to taking everyone's money. Yeah. Um, and I'm one win away from solidifying. I think it'll actually be my first regular season uh, yeah. title. So that'll be sick. But in sake of me not just being a winner every single week, uh, <laughs> I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Yeah, I think there were some big wins. But I think at the same time, like a lot of those teams who could sneak into the playoffs are just going to get absolutely baptized once they get there. Um, they could, yeah. So, I mean, have fun, Preston, being a winner this week. Your team sucks. Yeah, uh, I did I did know a couple weeks ago that no 7 or 8 seed has ever won our championship. I think that could change no. this year. Um, but with Mace. It, yeah, yeah, with Mason. So or even Dakota. What's Dakota? He's fifth. Um, yeah, it's going to be possible because, like, even people seated higher right now could drop a little bit too. Like, it's possible that a 7 or 8 seed wins this year, in my opinion. Fair. So – as for losers, it's teams that have mortgaged their future and now might not make the playoffs. So Mason, um, he doesn't have a first or second round pick next year. Uh, and he's on the outside looking in at ninth place right now, even though he is a contender. And then Brody also has mortgaged his future. He has like essentially nothing next year. Um, and he's only 500 right now. And he lost Cooper Cup. I mean, that's a huge yeah, loss. Yeah, that's lost brutal. Brody, so. We'll mark him in the loser column for losing Cooper Cup as well. So um, playoff success is what matters. Both those teams I said are losers are contenders. So four of my top four teams. Um, But they have to get in the playoffs first. So that's why they're my losers this week. 
And that's fair. And I agree. And I know we're running on time, so I don't want to cut this early. But my man has hoops to shoot. And there's a few things I want to touch on. Um, I guess as far as the matchups go, did you have any matchups to look out for for next next week? I do. Um, so, again, there's going to be two teams that are 5-5 five and five right now. The other way to look at it, there's two in, two teams that are 5-5 five and five right now that won't make the playoffs. Right? Yeah, and there's two teams that are five and five that are playing each other this week: uh, Chip versus Kyle and Mason versus Vince. So the loser of those two games will be below five hundred. So those two games are my games. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And I mean that shit's gonna go down to the wire. Do you remember what week it is that the highest score gets paid? Uh, week fourteen. Is that the last week? Last week. It's the last yeah. week of regular season. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, with there being even records all around the league. I'll be curious. I still just like, it's very uneventful to me because I think there's just a few teams who actually have a chance. Um, like Preston being in second, like five and five with <laughs> 93, like see you later, bro. It's fun to talk about, but like you literally have zero chance. Um, but no, I agree with, for all the five and five losers out there, uh, they have some big games coming up. Um, once I whip pre- our Dakota's ass this week, I think it solidifies my league championship. So that's the only one I'm looking at. The other ones are boring because they all suck. Uh, but there is <laughs> the, the other thing that we usually uh, talk on is the bets. Uh, I don't have the bets pulled up. I don't think it's even worth talking about the bets. The only that's thing we're talking. Yeah. The only thing worth talking about is that. We literally missed the bet for the first one, mushed on Thursday night football. Something happened where Vince didn't even put it in. We got a second chance and then mushed in the in the Germany game. So we went from the best week ever that we've ever had to just absolutely getting saved by a mush and mushing immediately. Uh, so that's horrible. Hopefully we have a better week this week. What do you think about the betting? Do you ever throw in the five? You're one of the people who don't, hey? Which there's no problem. I, I don't usually, no. What are your thoughts on if we just win an absolute hammer of 25K for the draft party? I don't expect that you share any of that with me um, if I don't pitch in, but obviously happy if you did. I mean, but the thing is, we're just going to buy tons of good layout. I'll just, we'll get an Airbnb mansion and you can sleep in the tent outside. Um, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. (laughs) um, One thing that we wanted to go over, I mean, we did a a Halloween special, and it seemed to be a hit. I think everybody knows you're the beer guy. Uh, You love your beer. You'll go out of your way to try new beers. Uh, You know your shit. So this week I thought it would be fun to label each person in the league is a drink. If they were a drink, what would they be? And I usually like going 12 to one. Uh, so we can run through those. If you want to shout yours, well, you can say yours yeah. first, and then I'll follow up with what I came up with. Yeah. Um, so we just go through each of them. Yeah. So we can start, I mean, you're in last place. Did you like self label yours? Uh, I put myself as a, Double dry hopped New England IPA because that's what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> I put you, have you ever had one of those flower drinks where you like fucking take a sip of your drink 
and you like chew the flower and then you take a sip and it makes it taste different? No, but that sounds interesting. Have you ever heard of these drinks? No. Yeah, so there are these wild drinks where like you literally have a drink and then they like comes with this like flower that you chew on and then it changes. And I put that as you. Uh because you're good. You're good. It's a good drink. You're good at fantasy football. Shifty, little unpredictable. Uh, <laughs> but you also know it's gonna fuck something up. You know things are gonna be changing. Like yeah. this year, you came in with total shit shifted. So that's what I had you as. Um, next up we have big sexy. Yeah, I put him as a Hefeweizen. <laughs> I think that's being generous. I love Hefeweizen. <laughs> they're smooth. They're heavy. They're sexy. I had the complete opposite approach. I put big sexy as just like a good classic old Midwest Bud Light. Um, like you'll drink it like. Fantasy wise, like there's just no power behind it. Um, but it's refreshing, it's good, you love the energy, but just absolutely no power, like whatsoever. Yep. Uh, and just Midwest as fuck. So I have Big Sexy as a Bud Light. Next up, we have Vinny. We got Vinny Boy. Yeah, um, I put wine um, because he seems to complain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Any other reason? You don't even need another reason. That That's it. absolutely That's the only reason. That's it. Um, I actually have him as just a shot of it doesn't matter what like type of liquor, just a shot of well liquor. Um, it just tastes like shit. Uh, it's really, it's just really bad. <laughs> like bad at fantasy football. But I think the wine is like. <laughs> the perfect i think wine is the perfect description uh next up we got mace um i chose core's life for him um because one of the last times i saw him i guess about a year and a half ago at this point um there was core's light projectile coming out of his mouth <laughs> um in, in arizona in <laughs> i have mason uh it's very fitting for the time of the year coming up but i have mason as eggnog I mean, there's arguments about how good it is. Like, is it good? Is it shitty? Some people think it's good. Some people not so yeah. much. Uh, it only comes around once in a while. Uh, so, like, like Mason being good at fantasy, like yeah. it's it's kind of every once in a while. It's it's not consistent. Uh, yeah. So there's there's just flashes. So I, I agree. Mason. We seem to have went a different way in in how we're doing this. I did more based on people's like personalities. You went more on their like fantasy football acumen. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Which, yeah. is, which is totally great. It works. Um, next up, we have Chip. Yeah. So for Chip, um, I went with a vodka watermelon cocktail. <laughs> and, and I think that's self-explanatory. Shout um, out to Watermelon Gate. Yeah. Well, Watermelon Gate. I was there for Watermelon Gate. Um, he woke up from sleeping on two chairs. Um he walked over to the counter, kind of mindlessly, grabbed a big hunk of watermelon in his hand, took a couple steps towards the window, and just threw it as hard as he could against the window and walked out. So you literally, are you the only one who has like pure eyes on Watermelon Gate? Yeah, I was the only one in the room. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, I mean, one Watermelon Gate, seeing Chip how shook he was when we brought it up on episode one was hysterical. <laughs> Um, 
but watermelon gate will live on forever. Uh, I have chip as a mimosa. Um, again, it's like kind of like a once in a while thing. Like you go for like bottomless brunch, you get your mimosa. Uh, it can be good. Sometimes it doesn't hit. Uh, and you know, it gives you a headache. Like yeah, one, it's a little <laughs> overrated, overrated into it. Like just gives you a headache every yeah. single time, uh, you drink it. So I have him as a mimosa. Uh, and next up we have Sammy boy. Yeah. For Sam, I just chose a margarita cause Sam is colorful. Uh, I actually kind of went, went the same route. I actually have him as a lava flow. Uh, have you ever had one of those? Uh-uh. What's that? It's fucking one of the best drinks ever, but it's like a very beachy drink. Uh, it's rum, like coconut, yeah. like that type of thing. Uh, has some power behind it. Thick, fruity, fits Sam perfectly. Next up, we have Kyle. Yeah, for Kyle, I chose the basic Bud Light. Bud Light? So you went... He's just a steady presence. Uh, For Kyle, I actually put... You know, I was debating. I was going to say, what are those... uh... I'm just... I have Kyle as water. I have Kyle as water. That's an even better one. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Kyle's water. I'm not even going to explain it. Kyle has... Kyle's water. Um... And then we have Dakota. Um, for Dakota, I chose the Boiler Gold because he loves Purdue. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I uh, I have Dakota as a big, thick milkshake IPA. Okay. Uh, it's like he has his ring, so like IPAs are good. You can like put it in that category of good beer, but I'm not a big fan of milkshake IPAs. So I'm actually not either. Yeah. Just, so at the same time, it just fucking sucks. Um, so he has like the little IPA, like behind it, love the IPA gives him his ring, but just absolutely fucking stinks. So it's, you have to put like the (laughs) lactose milkshake. Um, next up is Drew boy. Yeah. I just put him as a white cloth seltzer. Honestly, I'm not even going to say what I have him as because I think that's perfect. (laughs) I think that's absolutely perfect he's like a water no what's the and what's the worst seltzer like a mango like he's just like a mango warm seltzer yep he stinks uh (laughs) this one was actually my favorite brody yeah so brody i had to go with tequila tequila i was gonna go with tequila um but then i just put him as an irish car bomb yeah. Uh, it's the beer, the liquor, all in one. Um, yeah. I feel like Brody got you some name. liquor for sure. I yeah, wanted to like, put fire into it somehow. Tequila is a little bit fiery, so kind of. Kind of or just it. a flaming shot. Have you ever seen those shots? That yeah, definitely somewhere? a flaming shot would be a good one. Yeah. Maybe we were both wrong. Maybe it's just <laughs> a flaming shot. Um, and then we got P Mills. Uh, yeah, for him, I played an old fashioned. Old fashioned. Yeah. You know, I was debating Preston and there's only one thing that kept coming to mind. Um, I put him as a martini with an olive. Uh, And I don't, (laughs) and he'll know what I mean by that. Uh, He's just a martini with an olive for sure. And then last but not least, we got the nine and one J shoe shish kebabs. What'd you rank me as? Yeah. So for you, I chose a dirty martini. (laughs) <laughs> because for some people you can be an acquired taste <laughs> hey i'll take it 
I will yep. take it. I respect it. Uh, personally, I had myself as 1942 tequila because I own this league. Uh, you can put Johnny Walker Blue Label, uh, just some great whiskey, absinthe, Everclear moonshine, pack the punch. Doesn't matter what it is. I'll be the whole fucking bar because I am the league. Uh, and that's what I put myself as, JT. Great. But I think your dirty martini come, comes in nice. <laughs> uh, but that essentially wraps it up. Is there anything else before we hop off that you want to say to the people of the league? No, just, I mean, obviously I'll be not in the playoffs this year, but um, good luck to everyone on making the playoffs and, and hope. I, I hope to see someone that hasn't won a championship win one this year. Um, so I'll be rooting for those um, historical underdogs. And I would say to that, good luck to none of you. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Drew Brody will win a championship at all. Uh, I think the Shishko are going to come out. I don't want to see new people win whatsoever <laughs> because that means I wouldn't win. And I have full belief that I will win. Uh, so good luck to none of you. Most of you suck. Uh, all you five and five teams, you pretty much have no chance besides a couple. And JT, I can't wait to see you run the beer mile and get last place. That being said, happy trade deadline, and we will talk next week. See you, fam.